We're just waiting. Might as well have a little fun, you know. Thank you, Toju. I love you. Toju eats more than I do. That's hard to believe, but he does. Will you all please uh, bow your heads and we'll open up in prayer. Lord, we just thank you for this evening. Lord, we thank you for, for who you are. You're a great God, Lord. Lord, we thank you for the things that you're, you've done for us here tonight, Lord. Great and amazing things, but you're a great and amazing God. Lord, we thank, we thank you for what you're going to do, Lord. And Lord, I just praise your name in advance. And Lord, I give you permission to move on the power of the Holy Spirit, through the power of the Holy Spirit, Lord, on every situation that's here, Father God. Lord, I declare that healing will manifest before I get down from the pulpit here tonight, Father God. There's nothing too great for you, too large for you. I say the name Jesus, the name above all names. And everybody say, Amen. So for those of you that don't know me, I'm Pastor Al, and uh, we've been here at the Ark Fellowship, my wife Shelly and I, for, I think this is our 15th year serving the Lord under Pastor Goodluck and Pastor Angela, and it's been a, it's been a real pleasure to, to be with them and to serve with them. The pleasure is, you know, in serving the Lord, you get called to do a lot of things. And mainly you get called to be humbled. To serve others, you you have to humble yourself. You cannot serve the kingdom of God without serving his people. The thing I love about the word of God, we're going to see here tonight. The word of God tells you what you should be doing and how you should be acting. It also tells you what you shouldn't be doing and how you shouldn't act. And I don't know about you guys, but in my life, I've definitely needed some course corrections and I've needed to uh, I've needed to focus on not trying to do the right things trying to do what, what Jesus would expect me to do in the Word of God. There's a difference. Amen? Now, I agree. Some of us need more correction than others, Angela. I agree. We do. But tonight when I open up, what I, what I, want, what I want you to see is in every situation that we face, and I know people, the reason why I know people are going to be healed tonight, and people are being healed tonight, and what a great testimony right there, is the Word's very clear. Wherever the Gospel of peace is preached, people will be healed. That's in the Word of God. And I can tell you right now, the reason why I love this church so much, we stand on the Word. And when we get rocked, we stand on the Word. And that's what it's all about. Amen? So as we get into this, and, to, you know, a, a few months ago I taught on, on fasting, and I, t- I just, uh, uh, just show of hands, how many people were here when I, when I taught on that? Okay, great, great. So I had some interesting comments about that. And uh, I just want to tell you, just for those of you that weren't here, uh, I struggled with uh, psoriasis for over 20 years. And if you don't know what psoriasis is, it's red, it's scaly, it hurts, and it burns all the time. And, and you would never see me in a long sleeve, I mean a short sleeve shirt and golf shorts or anything like that. I, j- I just couldn't do it. I mean, my skin would crack and bleed. I'd be in meetings. I'd have to leave. They'd say, hey, you're, you're bleeding through your shirt. 
So I always kept a shirt with me, you know. And, uh, and I have to tell you, I was in really, really, really good shape. I mean, I really I went to the gym every morning. I just couldn't figure it out. I mean, I worked out sometimes two, two and a half hours. As a matter of fact, looking back on it, I would tell you, I, I had an affair with the gym. You don't have to have an affair with a person. I had an affair with the gym. And my wife got all that corrected, so, you know. But, but the reason why I bring this up is to, to look at me today, you, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't think that I was suffering the way that I was. And if you were to ask me, I'd tell you, I'm, I'm great. I'm, I'm fine. Everything's good. Everything wasn't good. And so I just wanted to elaborate on that before we get started here. And uh, I thank you all for, for, letting me, for letting me do that. But so in my own life, I've experienced this. And so one night I was in prayer and, and uh, I was, uh, you know, you watch the commercials and they have all the contraindications and the contraindications are may cause lymphoma, may cause cancer, you know, don't go to a foreign country, don't, you know, don't do this. If, you, if you're prone to fungal disease, don't do that. You know, I mean, it's just like the list goes on and on and on, right? And so, but when you're hurting that bad, you will consider taking something like that because you don't have any relief. You're in constant pain and misery. And so I was getting to the point where I was going to trade one evil for another. Isn't that sad? That's sad, right? I know what the Word of God says. So anyway, I, 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 was, I woke up in the middle of the night and I was praying and I asked the Lord and I said, I said, Lord, you've you got to take this from me. I, I can't do this anymore. The creams don't work. Angela was getting me creams. It's $300 a tube, right, Angela? I mean, Angela was getting me creams and, and uh, worked for a little while and then it stopped working. And then what happened was I literally, I surrendered it to God and I gave up. And I just said, I can't do this anymore. I just, I'm broken. I'm sorry, Lord. I, I, I thought I could... I thought I could at least manage this. I can't. I can't even manage it anymore. I mean, my lifestyle was really changing. Stopped going to the gym. Kind of stopped being social. You know, that's just not me, you know. And so, anyway, when I, when I prayed about it, the Lord said, fasting. And I was like, what? The Lord said, fasting. And I was like, okay. I, I fasted before. And the Lord said, no. Start researching Fasting. Research it. Do it. Look at it. And I was like, amen. Amen. So I went to YouTube and I started looking it up and I looked up the science of fasting. And I know what the Word of God says about fasting. I mean, I've, I've read it many times. We, we do a corporate fast here every year for 21 days. And when I started to look at what was going on, I was just shocked and amazed that the very lifestyle that I was living, the way I was eating, uh, it was promoting so much inflammation that I literally got to the point where in, in 10 years I had eight surgeries. And I don't mind telling you, five knee, three reconstruction, or five knee and three reconstructions. If you're not here, you won't get it. Uh, Three Achilles, and my doctor kept saying, "Gosh, you, you, you just really struggle with inflammation." And I said, I, "I know." So, when I started to educate myself on fasting, I was just shocked how I was living opposite the way I was eating, my lifestyle, all that. I was, and it just amazed me how, in 30 days, God could correct my body. That. The inflammation would go away. The skin would heal. 
I mean, my wife will tell you this. We were just in San Francisco. We hiked 8.6 miles. We got lost in Merwoods. Let's be honest. We got lost in Merwoods. It's getting dark, and I'm poof. But I looked at my wife, and I said, you know, three years ago, I wouldn't have been able to do this. I wouldn't have been able to get lost in Merwoods. No way. I mean, it's, it's rough. Northern California, it's rough. I mean, you're in mountains. I'm from El Campo, Texas. We don't have mountains. We have rice canals, flat fields, you know. That, that's what we have. But praise God, we found our way back, and that was really exciting for me, especially. I was getting pretty nervous. It's getting dark. But, but I was able to, to do that because through this, God has healed me. And what I want to get into immediately is Matthew uh, 6.16, because remember what I said, the Lord tells you not only what to do, but what not to do. And, I, and like I was saying, many of us need course correction, but Jesus told his disciples, and I'll, I'll paraphrase this in Matthew 16, 16, he said, look, when you fast, don't, don't look gloomy. Don't do that. As a matter of fact, when you do that, if, if and when you do that, you've already gotten your reward in full. Instead, instead, Make sure that you present yourself as you're not so people won't come up to you. We've all seen the video, oh, I'm fasting. You know, I mean, don't, don't do that. And so Jesus is telling them, he's instructing them, hey, don't, don't, don't be like the hypocrites, okay? Hypocrites really simple. What you do and say doesn't line up with what you, the way you act. It really is that simple. That's what a hypocrite is. And, and, and you know, we have to be careful that... We project who Jesus is. And so when God gives us instruction in his word, we need to take that seriously. So clearly when you read this, and I'm just going to read the last line because I've I've paraphrased most of it. It says, but what I'm about to tell you is true. They have already received their complete reward. So... If they did it wrong and they complete and they received their complete reward, then there has to be a way to do it right and receive your complete reward. But not not of earthly standards, but of heavenly and godly standards. Agreed? Amen? Amen? So I think this is so important. So so in, in researching the reasons behind fasting, and it's 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 a it's it's an incredible science, but but in researching it uh, in the Bible there's different topics that I found. So one of, one of the topics would be uh, when Jesus was going into ministry and he fasted for 40 days and 40 nights and he was in the wilderness, right? I mean, that's pretty tough. And it doesn't say what kind of fast he did, but uh, definitely a lot of sacrifice there. And I find it interesting when Satan came to him and he tempted him and he, he tempted him with, uh, with bread, with food. And Jesus said, man does not live by bread alone. I just find that so interesting that in fasting you, you're, you're doing without food. Right? And sometimes even water. But I find it very interesting that he tempted him with the very thing that he was sacrificing. And I'll tell you this in my own life, and Shelly and I, you know, it's, it's much easier to give and it's much easier to invest when everything in your life is going right. It's not quite as easy when you look at your bank account and it's low and you thought it would be here and it's here in your time. You know, you're used to having X amount of time. Chris Fuentes is sitting over here, and we prayed in my kitchen, and uh, Chris was looking for a job. And I said, Chris, you'll long for the day when you used to spend with the Lord. Amen? 
One day you'll be so busy, you'll have to make time and find time for God. And that's what we're doing here tonight. Amen? So praise God. And I'm telling you, there's blessings abundant because we stand on the Word here and we preach the Word of God and we live the Word of God. We're not acting here. This isn't Hollywood. Cypress, Texas. This is real. This is real. This isn't make-believe. The Word of God is not make-believe. But the Word of God will make you believe. But it's not make-believe. Amen? The Word of God will make you believe that you have what it says you have. That you are what it says you are. The Word of God will transform you that when you walk in a room, other people will walk up to you and say, What is it that you have? Well, let's see. Peace. Love. Joy. Hope. That's pretty important stuff. Amen? How many times have you been shaken down to your very core and you, and you ask the Lord, you go to the Lord and you say, Lord, why? Why is this happening to me? Why? I'm going to tell you right now. So when God conquers it for you, because the Word says you're more than a conqueror. This isn't on the slides. You're, you're more than a conqueror. When God conquers it for you, they'll know there's no man alive that could heal you. There's no way. There's no way. No one can take credit except the Lord. And, and I feel sorry for the world because they don't believe in miracles. You know, I, I, I mean, uh, and I say I feel sorry. I, I, I do, g- genuinely, because, because without hope, what do you have? In, in, you know, in my own life, you know, in, in looking at our circumstances, transitions are tough. And, and honestly, people don't really want to change. I see it all the time in the business meetings. You know, you, you go in, you do a great job selling your technology, and you say, okay, who's ready to change? Not one person raises their hand. Nobody wants to do that. Human nature, the flesh does not want to change. But I'm telling you right now, it is impossible to serve God and be the same person today as you were yesterday. It's impossible. Amen? So what does this have to do with fasting? I mean, what are, what are we talking about? So God... You know, my buddy told me that the Bible's just one big love letter. And, uh, and I agree with that. I think Daryl's a very wise man. But one of the things that, that we need to understand is when God instructs us, it may not always be convenient. As a matter of fact, Jesus didn't hang on the cross out of convenience. He hung on the cross out of love. And I want to tell you right now, If you find yourself being inconvenienced with the Word of God, praise God. And I would tell you, hallelujah, celebrate that. If you find yourself finding new friends, praise God. If God's bringing you to new places, introducing you to new people, praise God. The thing I love about the Lord is correction. My father was a Marine. I mean, I got plenty of it growing up and... Lord knows I needed it, and it's amazing. I've lived to be 54 years old, uh, kind of wide open, high-speed, low-drag guy. Um, and everything I approach, I approach with 
with the earnestness to do my very best, no matter what that is. Because I tell people all the time at work, all you can give is 100%. Sometimes your 100% is great. Sometimes your 100% is not so good. But let me just tell you, God will fill the gap when you can't fill the 100%. Amen? And so I'm just telling you right now, give God a chance. Let Him love you. Stand on the Word. Don't look at your circumstances. Just start praising God. Amen? All right. So, Jesus fasted to prepare for ministry, but there's, but there's other examples in the Bible. One of them is when David, when, they, when they, their, all their families got captured. I mean, David fasted, right? They were going to kill him. They were going to stone him. Pastor, I think you talked about that on Sunday, which I, I thought was very interesting uh, in doing research here. But they fasted and they tore their clothes. In many places in the Bible, kings would humble themselves by tearing their clothes, throwing ashes and sackcloth on themselves and, and, and doing an outward sign to let people know that they were basically repenting. Amen? And that's on the outside. But fasting takes place on the inside. And when we th- I think when we think about fasting, we think, well, most people would tell you that it's really bad for you not to eat. It's... Uh, it's not healthy. Yeah, it can be. I mean, if you take it to the extreme, right. I mean, sh- sure it can. We can take anything, any peanut butter, and we can take it to the extreme. I mean, I'm being serious. I mean, you, there was a kid that ate so much peanut butter in West Texas that his cholesterol was so high he was dying trying to gain weight to play football. I mean, that's, that's one example of extremists. But, but the reality is, is if we let God guide us, and our Holy Spirit inside of us are nowhere that we'll, we'll be able to do the things that God's called us to do. And we'll be able to do them in such a way where other people will notice that. And I'm telling you right now, one of the greatest compliments you can ever get is for somebody to walk up to you and say, Hey, Pastor Goodluck, you're different. You act different. You speak different. What are you doing that's different? Wouldn't it floor me say, Well, I've been on a seven-day fast. And they wouldn't even understand it, right? So let's get into that and let's start understanding why the differences are made for us and why God's instructing us to do this. And one of the things that, that, that I know for sure is not only does God love us, not only does God want to impact our lives, but he wants other people's lives to be impacted through our lives because we're to be the hand and feet of Jesus. Amen? And we're to share our experiences not here to tell stories. We're here to share our experiences. The experience that I shared with you when I started is my own experience. And you may have one yourself, okay? Most people do. But one of the things that I want to get into, if we can go to slide number, number three real quick. So the science of fasting. So this is a big word, orthopagy. But what orthopagy means is when you don't feed the body, the body consumes the weaker cells in order to have energy. Now, that may not sound like anything that anybody wants to do, but it's really interesting because breakfast, breakfast, when you ate breakfast, you were breaking your fast because you fasted all night. I mean, that's, that's, where the, that's where the terminology comes from. But this is really interesting. So the science of fasting is, it's called orthopagy. It was discovered in, in 1962 by a scientist in Germany. And what he found was, is when they studied rats, the rats that, that they restricted calories to for uh, documented periods of time, live much longer and much healthier. In fact, they had no inflammation. Their energy levels were better. 
And so he started to study that, and he started to document that. And he found out that if you just do 16 hours of fasting, you can do eight hours of eating. You can pretty much eat whatever you want. But when you're fasting for that 16 hours, you're allowing your body to detox, mainly your liver and your kidneys. All right? And so this is very, very important. So in order, psoriasis, see, your skin is your largest organ. And with, with, with my psoriasis, see, not mine, as Shelley would say, with the psoriasis, the only way I could get rid of it, you say, to correct yourself, you have to renew your mind. Amen? Not mine. Never was mine. Hung on the cross with Jesus. Amen? You know? So with this psoriasis that wasn't mine, I didn't want it. I didn't want it. And so when I got into the Word of God and I started, and the Lord started teaching me about fasting and about the benefits of fasting, and, and I have to tell you, one of the things that I asked the Lord is, why can't you just heal me, man? Why can't you just heal me? Come on. I'm a pastor at church. I'm serving people all the time. Why can't you just heal me? You know why? Because if God would have done that, I wouldn't be talking to you about it right now. Amen? Don't ever doubt what God's doing. Don't ever, don't ever doubt that. But, but anyway, so in, in the science of fasting, this autophagy becomes very important because it allows the body to detox itself. And so you would say, well, well why does the body need to detox itself? Uh, well, uh, it does. I mean, so in our environment, there's more pollutants in the buildings than outside the buildings. Is everybody aware of that in your house? Your house is more toxic inside than the environment is outside. There's toxins in your water that naturally occur, like mercury. Mercury's in the oceans. I mean, it just naturally occurs, right? You've heard people that eat a lot of fish, they have to detox from mercury. Has anybody ever heard that? Nobody? Yeah? Okay. So it's just naturally reoccurring elements that are in the, that are in the soil, that are in our water. I know we just got a water softener, and, and getting my water tested, it was very high in trace minerals. Very, very high. And so what that means is the water's hard. So if I go wash my car and I let it sit there, you can literally see the minerals. When the water evaporates and dries, you can see the minerals on top of the paint. That's what that is. And so imagine that inside your body. So how do you get that out? Well, you can take drugs. That's true. You can do that. But God says what we should do is fast. And fast was a normal way of life 2,000 years ago. I mean, obviously, if Jesus fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, he just didn't start doing that. Right? And look, I'm not a doctor. I'm not telling you to do that. I'm telling you to go see a doctor before you start anything like this. But here's what I will tell you. In my experience, that after 30 days, not only was my body completely corrected, completely corrected, the only thing you can see now is just a little bit of scarring, but the skin is fine. So how can, how can that happen? Well, again, I go to a church where they preach the Word of God. In the gospel of peace. And wherever the word of God and the gospel of peace is going to be preached, people are going to be healed. And when the Lord spoke to me about fasting, I didn't even know what he was talking about. But in doing research, and you find out that not only, next slide please, not only can you uh, be healed, but there's, there's, there's certain types of fasting that you can do. And this is what everybody was asking me about. So I, I did intermittent fasting, which is 16 hours per day. There's a Daniel fast where you do raw vegetables. And you would say, well, why is that important? Well, in doing research, when you eat raw vegetables, especially leafy vegetables, it removes the, uh, the metals out of your body, trace metals. So it's very important that those trace metals, as a matter of fact, they're, they're finding that Alzheimer's 
is uh, not only being cured with fasting, but it allows the trace metals to be removed from the body so that the mind and the brain has better circulation. And it allows you to get rid of Alzheimer's, to be cured of that. And I, I think that that's absolutely phenomenal. And just go to Google and just Google fasting and just look at the healing benefits. Now, I think one of the things that we do here is we do, uh, we do a 21-day soft fast, Pastor, and we do a corporate fast, okay? And, uh, again, you always there's certain people that shouldn't fast. People that have diabetes should not fast, okay? That, it's very, very clear on that, all right? So there are some limitations. But uh, when you do a corporate fast, it's called a soft fast. You do no food for typically 24 to 72 hours, and that's typically what we do. We do no food. Now, hard fast is very different. When you hear that MD Anderson is treating and curing cancer with fasting, they're doing hard fasting. And hard fasting is no food, no water, under a doctor's supervision for seven to nine days. And that's really dangerous. That's really dangerous because you're forcing the body, again, autophagy, to eat these bad cells, to eat these cancerous cells in order for energy. But when I tell you God's thought of everything, I mean, God's thought of everything, everything. There's there's nothing that we can bring to the Lord that he can't handle. And so in studying this next slide, please, in studying this, one of the things that we we talk about, you know, in, in the different health benefits of fasting. Well, there's many. And uh, bring up bring up the next slide, please. This is so interesting. So. Think about the television commercials. It's so funny when I was thinking about this. So a lot of the drugs that you see on, on television today are to treat these very symptoms, okay? Promotes blood sugar control by reducing insulin resistance, which is type 2 diabetes, all right? And we've all seen the commercials on TV, right, where you take an injection and you do that. Next one. Watch this. Promotes better health by flattening inflammation, Rheumatoid arthritis, you take a pill, it helps your arthritis, right? That's, that's, that's what I was struggling with right there. Inflammation. Next one, another commercial. May enhance heart health by improving blood pressure, triglycerides, and cholesterol levels. What, I mean, when you, when you watch TV, I mean, these are the very, very things that they're advertising. Now, you've got to listen to the contraindications because I'm going to tell you right now, if that doesn't kill you, the drug's probably, you know, might, right? I'm not speaking death over anybody. I'm just saying it's just, it's tough stuff. Next one. Number four, please. May boost brain function and prevent, I can't even read that. Whatever that is, yeah. And other disorders, mind disorders, right? Remember we were talking about that? So Alzheimer's has become so prevalent now that um, the studies, when you read them, um, it's not by race, it's not by sex, it's not by age. I mean, it's baffling, right? I mean, isn't that weird that we would be attacked by something that, that has, it's not gender specific, it's not, there's no specificity around it at all, but we just know it, it's prevalent and it's called a disorder. It's really interesting. So I guess if you're out of order, you have to be in disorder, right? I mean, we were children's pastors here for a long time, and you can definitely see disorder. You definitely know when your bodies are out of order. Amen? You don't feel quite right. You don't look quite right. 
I mean, you're used to having great hair days like I always do, and all of a sudden you don't, you have an average hair day. Oh, you have a good hair day. You don't have an average hair day. Next one, please. Age and weight loss. So when you calorie restrict, here's, here's the interesting thing. There's actually different groups and clubs that calorie restrict. Of all the people in those groups, they live the longest, just like the, just like the rats in the study. Everyone that did calorie restriction, everyone lived longer and healthier than people that ate all day. And I just watched a video last night, and this is interesting. A doctor in Germany said, we weren't, we're not designed, we're not engineered to live in a refrigerator. One of the greatest things I've ever heard. He said, the human body is not designed to constantly eat all day long, every day, whatever you want. It's not. We're designed to eat smaller portions at specific times, and really, when you get down to it, the best time to eat is right before you go to bed. That's when your body heals itself. So what do people tell you? Don't eat before you go to bed. My point is we're getting a lot of bad, bad advice here. And as we educate ourselves and we get into the Word of God, and God starts to enlighten like He did me and starts to instruct me on what to do and how to do it. Amen? It's very important that we give God a chance. And I would tell you, I don't care what you're dealing with tonight. I'm going to tell you right now. We need to give the Lord a chance. We need to surrender that, whatever it is, and let the Word of God move. And what Jesus took on the cross over 2,000 years ago, just let it, let it be nailed with Him. It's not yours. It's not yours. It never was yours. Don't ever speak that over yourself. Amen? Next one. This is number six. Again, television commercials. So, have you seen the commercial where you take, uh, it, it increases your growth hormone, right? Have you, have you seen that commercial? You take Cerevital and it increases, this is not an advertisement, I'm just saying, I just watched the commercial the other night. And so, you, you take this and it increases your growth hormone. Wouldn't it be great if you just calorie restrict and you automatically got growth hormone? Because growth hormone does two main things, Okay. God gave us growth hormone and blessed our bodies with that because it leans us out, reduces body fat. So belly fat is the number one killer of people now. Have you all heard that? Have you all seen that? Belly fat. That's where you, you store belly fat. That's the number one killer of people. As a matter of fact, they tell you when they test your, your, your belly fat, they, they, can, they can give you a, a pretty close proximity of your life expectancy by how dense it is. But isn't it awesome that God can have us do something and not only increase our growth hormone, which increases our muscle. And I don't know, I'm a guy. I would love to have more muscle. I'd love to look like Trevor all the time, you know. I'd love to look, you know, 29 years old my whole life, you know. But, but isn't that amazing? And then, so it promotes weight loss and muscle strength. So if I were to tell you that by restricting calories that you're going to gain muscle and that you're going to gain strength, you'd probably say, that, that's, that's not right. Well, research says it is right. You want to hear something crazy? You know Herschel Walker. You went to Georgia, right? Herschel Walker eats one meal a day. Herschel Walker doesn't lift weights. He's considered to be one of the greatest athletes that's ever lived. He won the Heisman in 1983 when Georgia won the national championship. Pastor, I know I'm close around there. But anyway, Pastor went to Georgia and Georgia University and uh, came to his senses and moved to Texas. Of course, he went to A&M and kind of lost it again, but that's okay. You know, I get to pick on Pastor because I'm up here now. And... Uh, but, but, 
But if you were to look at Herschel Walker, you would never, ever think that Herschel Walker eats one meal a day. And I mean, this guy has muscles in his muscles. It's amazing. I'm not saying I want to look like that because everything would have to be tailored, you know. Just costs too much to look like that, you know. Contraindication. But 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 anyway, so as as we look at that, and there's somebody that's living, breathing, and now he didn't do that out of because uh, he wanted to. He did it out of necessity because George is a poor state, and his family didn't have uh, a lot of means. Which is, and I'm going to tell you something: what a small world it is. So Dr. Jack Jensen that did six of my knee surgeries has a poultry company with Herschel Walker. It's the largest minority-owned chicken farm in the U.S. And Jack Jensen orthopedist and Herschel Walker own that together. Is that crazy? So I'm in Jack's office and he's showing me pictures of Herschel. You know, they were at a chicken convention. <laughs> I'm not making this up. And he's and so Jack rides bikes and Jack's very active and does a lot of cardiovascular. I mean, I mean, he's he's uh, I won't say his age, but he uh, he's an older gentleman and he's phenomenally lean. And then you look at Herschel and in the picture, Herschel's got his arm and Herschel's arm is as big as Jack's legs. And they're about, they're about 15 years apart. But where Herschel's six foot, 230 pounds of muscle, Jack's not that. I mean, Jack's a very slender man. I mean, he's healthy. It's just very different, you know. And so I just, it's such a small world out there when, when you start meeting people. And then so I started asking uh, Dr. Jensen about, about Herschel and... Uh, He's a great businessman. I mean, Herschel's definitely dealt with his own stuff. It's very well documented. They did a 30 for 30 on it. Um, but uh, anyway, uh, Herschel overcame a lot in his life. And uh, I, I can tell you that uh, in my lifetime, he's probably one of, the, uh, one of the most astounding athletes that I've ever seen. And being an athlete, you know, you, you can recognize other athletes, right? So next commercial. Number seven. Could delay aging and extend longevity. So have you ever been driving down the road and you see the longevity clinic? Anybody ever see one of those? Never? Okay. So they're all around the Galleria. And wherever you have a concentration of wealth, you're going to see a longevity clinic. Because the promise is, if you take this, if you inject this, you're going to feel better, you're going to look better. I think there's a little nip and tuck in there somewhere, you know. But but the, the longevity is... I think it's important that we live with the highest quality that we can live. And I think it's also important that we don't settle. And I think the reason why it's so important that we understand the Word of God and we we live the Word of God is, I don't know about you guys, I want to give the Lord all I got for as long as I can. Amen? And I want to represent the kingdom With dignity and class and honor and integrity, but that's not enough. Those are just words. I want to represent the kingdom of God with compassion. Jesus showed compassion. When I read these scriptures and I see that, I, I mean, you know, we're talking about longevity. Jesus did not, he did not have a long ministry, it's approximately three years, and here we are 
still walking in the shoes, trying to fill the shoes of Jesus Christ. Still to this day. April said something interesting on the way out. Uh, and, uh, you know, we're the hands and feet of Jesus. And when I think of longevity, and I, th- I think about the one thing that I would want to be remembered for, the one thing, other than my hair, other than that, just make sure you're all paying attention. I'm like this all the time, by the way. Right, buddy? Oh, yeah. I care about my hair, buddy. You're wrong, my friend. One person cares. The one thing that I want to be known for is that I live my life administering to God's people and whatever that means. Whatever that means. That means parking cars, bringing umbrellas. That means praying over the sick, if that means bringing food and water, if that means cleaning up vomit, if that means cleaning bathrooms, if that, if that means straightening up chairs in here, if that means, you know, whatever, whatever that means when the fall festival comes up, you should all be involved in that. It's a great way to serve. We had almost 800 people show up. Longevity, 800 people. We had people working so many hours, so tired. And I can tell you this, it's not fair to the few for the many to enjoy it. It should be the other way around. There should be many... So that many can enjoy it. Amen? That's my one advertisement for the fall festival. But I'm telling you, we were, we were stunned as a staff. Excuse me, that's holy spit. We were stunned. We were stunned as a staff. Am I, Pastor, correct? We planned, but we did not plan for 800 people. We had so many. I was doing the hay rides. There were so many cars parked, I ran out of places to ride. But the longevity is, it went on and on and on, and people had a good time, and then we ran a movie at the end, and people were having such a good time, they didn't leave, right? I mean, so that says a lot about what we're doing here in Cypress, Texas. And that's what, that's what I want to be known for, and I believe that's what our church is going to be known for. People are going to remember that we were dedicated to the kingdom of God, that we served God's people, whether they're believers or not. We served God's people. If everybody's a believer, get in some different circles. Those people are already saved. Amen? Got to find some new friends. Amen? All right. Last one here. May aid cancer prevention and increase the effectiveness of chemotherapy. That's a pretty bold statement for a benefit. We're talking about fasting. What God instructed us to do in His Word, what they did 2,000 years ago, we're talking about something that I, I can tell you I didn't understand. Didn't really want to know about it. I mean, I did it corporately at the church because pastor asked us to do it. Not a respect for pastor. I don't tell pastor no one anything. Nothing. Pastor Angela's different. I tell her no one everything, you know. But, but my, 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 my point of this is when you see a statement like that, and that's been backed up, not with medical claims, but with proven research, doesn't that start to tell you that there's really something else going on here? I mean, something that's very dramatic. Next slide, please. So one of the things that I want to talk to you about is everything is to be done in decency and order. The Word of God says that. I mean, 1 Corinthians, I think it's 1440. The Word of God says everything is to be done 
indecency and order. You can see indecency, and you can see things that are out of order. Would you agree? Okay? So this is very important. You can also see safety, and you can see side effects. Amen? I mean, you can see those things. They're tangible, right? And the reason why I bring this up, next slide, please. The reason why I bring this up is, you know, if, if you're going to bottom line anything in life, here's what I would tell you. God's instructions are here to benefit us. God's instructions are here to protect us. God's instructions are here to not only guide us, but to guide us in such a way where, I'm telling you, people will notice you. They have to. The world is not of God. It's not. And it's not about being a rebel, and it's not about going against the grain all the time. It's not about those things. It's about honoring the Lord and walking in the richness and the glory that he's called you to walk in to represent his kingdom. That's what it's about. Nothing more, nothing less. And the one thing that I would tell you, whenever I need to have a breakthrough in my own life, whenever I'm dealing with something, I may understand it, I may not understand it, but every single time I start glorifying God's name, no matter what it is, every single time, God not only shows up, He shows up strong, and the things that I couldn't do or undo, God does them and undoes them for me. And it doesn't get any better than that. So in Romans 8, when it says you're more than a conqueror, I'm more than a conqueror, what do you think, what do you think the Word of God's talking about? He's talking about us. And I'm telling you right now, one of the things that we have to accept, we have to accept the Word of God, and we have to not only let it live inside of us. I mean, it tells us in Joshua 1, 8, meditate on the Word day and night. Medi- would, you, would you agree that meditation is kind of a negative connotation today? If I told you, Pastor Goodluck and I were meditating all day long. Matter of fact, Pastor Goodluck came to my house, and we meditated all weekend long. All 48 hours we meditated. You'd be like, what in the world are they doing at the Ark Fellowship? Would you not? Yes or no? Would you not? If I came to you and I said, yeah, Pastor Gillick and I, oh, and, and, and Roy, we, we meditated all weekend together. That's all we did. Y'all, y'all be like, oh, my gosh, i got to find another church. But why would the Word of God instruct us to do something? And how did the world take something that's so pure and turn it around to be something that's so uh, inappropriately represented. When, when God told Joshua, meditate on the word day and night, Joshua was a frontline guy. He was a breakthrough guy. He was a get it done guy. Can we say the same? Do we want to be known for that? I do. Does this body of Christ want to be known for breakthrough and excellence? Do we want to be known for healing? I live for the day when people line up and say, I'm here to be healed. I'm here to be healed. I don't know what you guys do. I don't know how you do it. But your reputation is you come here and you're healed. Amen? And I'm telling you right now, we are getting to experience the manifestation of God's promises right now. It's not a future thing. It's a now thing. 
And I'm telling you right now, I don't care where you're sitting, people are being healed. That's what the Word of God says. You preach the gospel of peace, and people will be healed. You don't get up out of your chair, you don't have to. I mean, one of the greatest healings that we can ever experience, you know, they say one of the most addictive drugs is caffeine. It's not heroin. It's not cocaine. It's not marijuana. Another, another one is nicotine. Alters your mind's chemistry. Renew your mind. That's not an excuse. Alter your mind's chemistry. Renew your mind. Well, how do you renew your mind? By meditating on the Word day and night. You see, I started off and I said, God will tell you what to do and how to do it. And God will tell you what not to do. In 11, 1 Corinthians, you know, when it talks about love, love is patient, love is kind. And then it goes into what love's not. Love is not boastful. But I find it hard not to boast about God. I do. I find it hard not to share with people what God's done in my life. I I do. And if you know me, I love to talk. I met a, never met a mic I didn't like. Give me two of them. Give me two of them. Hello? Give me two of them. Reach twice as many people. I'm not playing. Reach twice as many people. If it was that simple, give me three mics. But let me tell you, let me tell you what people notice. People notice how you treat them and how you treat others. I've said this many times. I look at a man, and I can tell you about that man by the way he treats his family, his wife and his children. You cannot serve God without sacrifice. And so I want to challenge you here tonight. Fasting is just a part of, I believe, the healing process. It's just a part of obedience. But here's my challenge for you. Can we collectively believe the Scriptures? If you're challenged physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, financially, can you stand on the Word of God and can you know without uncertainty that God is going to come through for you? I don't care what the doctor says. God doesn't believe in stages. He believes in healed. Amen? Is that a great word? Healed. Can't span it out without healed. You can't spell it. That's a joke that we started in California. Nobody gets it. That's okay. But I truly believe the differentiation in our church today and tomorrow is simply going to be we stand on the Word of God. We believe what the Word of God says, not out of convenience, but out of trust and love. And so what I want to do tonight before I close, because my, my time is up, Whatever it is, whatever you think you're struggling with, whatever you think your friends and family are struggling with, all I'm going to ask you to do, and I open this up in prayer, whatever that is, just surrender it 
to the Holy Spirit and give him permission to move. He's our helper. He guides us. And before you go to bed, and as you go to bed, just keep praising his name. He's God. There's no one higher. The Lord reminded me, Lucifer and God are not equal. They're not. Satan will make you think he's equal with God. He is not. Lucifer was a praise angel. Tim and I were talking about this after, after service on Sunday, Pastor, after you preached. They are not the same. Lucifer was cast down out of heaven. God remained on high. I think we get it confused. We, I know I have in the past. And I just want to remind you. That God is exactly who He says He is. He is almighty. He is powerful. Whatever you lack, He will strengthen you. Whatever you need, He will provide you. And even the things that you don't think you deserve, He will bless you with. And I want to remind you this. And I've told this many times. I was up praying one morning. I was thanking God. Lord, thank you for blessing me with my house and my family and my car and my, you know, this, that, and the other. And the Lord said, you've missed it. That's not your blessing. That's stuff. I am your blessing. I am your God. I am your blessing. You lose your car, you buy another one. You lose your job, you go get another one. Your house burns down, you build another one. Hopefully. But I am your God. Don't confuse my blessing, I am your blessing, with stuff. And then he gave me the scripture to stand on. Matthew 6, 33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Then all these things, all these things will be added unto you. And do you know my life changed the very moment that I realized that that's who God is, my blessing. And that stuff is just stuff. My whole life changed. Maybe not on the outside. But definitely on the inside, the way that I processed, the way that I prayed, the way that I reacted to when God would tell me things, all that changed for me. Everything. Because it was like an awakening for me. It was like I had the opportunity to not only be with God and receive His kindness, but to understand that there's nothing, nothing He cannot do. And so tonight as I close, I'm telling you right now, he did it for me and Shelly, he'll do it for you. You need a new job, you'll get a new job. You need healing, you're going to get healing. You need your mind renewed so you can remember where you put your cell phone. God's going to do that too. You need your eyes regenerated. I'm so, I I get so mad at Mike West because he doesn't wear glasses and I'm 54 and I got to wear glasses. And Mike said, oh, yeah, I just prayed about it and got to heal my eyes. I don't wear glasses. He went, oh, that's, you know, and, you know, and I would say that that's bragging because Mike's kind of a bragger, but, you know, he's not here, so I can say whatever I want. But, but if, if God will do it for Mike, if God will heal you, are we any different? So let's bow our heads. Let's humble ourselves. Let's invite in the Holy Spirit and let's ask 
the Holy Spirit that whatever it is we need to be taken from us or whatever it is we need to receive, that the Lord will instantaneously provide that to us. He is our blessing. If we need stuff, Lord, then give us stuff. So, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, the name above all names, Father God, I give the Holy Spirit permission to move over this body, over each and every family, each and every person that's represented here. Lord, there's no need too great and there's no need too little, Lord. Lord, you're a great God. And we humble ourselves and we tell you, we need you. We need you in every aspect of our lives. And Lord, not only do we need you, but others need you too. And Lord, so I ask right now, and I pray that you will create an opportunity that we will be able to minister to your people. And in Jesus' name, everybody say, Amen. Thank you all very much. God bless you all. Thank you, Pastor. That is a great word. Amen. Well, we have too many good teachers here. <laughs> we'll be sending them out. So <laughs> you do something here. But it's wonderful. Um, we have somebody that needs healing here tonight. I'm using God's word there. Right, Tim? Yes. Yes. Wonderful. Wonderful. I wonder, in our church here, we've been saying it. And um, I've been uh, asking all of us to do this. I uh, am so grateful for you, Mitchell. Thank God for you. Amen. Amen. But I do know this, that God is faithful to his word. No doubt about it. The problem is we are not believing the word. I do recognize that uh, the word is what builds us. The word is what changes us and through the power of the Holy Spirit. So uh, in our church, we've been saying this, and I want you to do it. Some Wednesdays, I don't do that much on Sundays. I make everyone confess cancer is not going to be a part of my life. How many have done that here? You've done that? Yes. We are declaring as a group of people, because many times we think, God's dealing with us. I'm going to be real brief. God deals with us individually, but he's also dealing with us corporately. The children of Israel were just like one tribe to God, and he dealt with them. You can read in in the Psalms, there was not a weak person among his tribe. The whole nation was his tribe. And you are his tribe. So what we allow... Is what comes to us. That's just truth. What we disallow cannot come into our lives. It wants to come, but we've disallowed it. So Jesus tells us, whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth is loosed in heaven. Let me read this scripture, and then I will let him come up, come up here, and so we can pray. And the team, will you come up with him? You tell me what's going on. Let me read this scripture to you here. Um, It says in uh, Exodus chapter 23 verse 25. It says, so you shall serve the Lord your God. How many serving God tonight? How many serving God? How many serving God? We're serving God. So 
God speaking, so you shall serve the Lord your God. Service is what you're doing tonight by coming to church, trying to follow the ways of God that's serving Him. So you shall serve the Lord your God, and He will bless your bread and your water. And it changes from He will to I, because He's the one speaking. And I will take sickness away from the midst of you. So God's promise, he is going to take sickness away from the midst of us. All we have to do is serve him. And it's his job to take sickness away from the midst of us. And that's why I want to share with our church, let's believe as corporately as the church, we don't want this thing among us. We don't want these things among us. Whatever we don't want in the Ark Fellowship, God will put a fence around it. It's not allowed. And the enemy knows because he can see the fence. He can come in. But whatever we allow by what we say, those are the things that will come to us. And so we're praying for everyone and for our children that they will prosper and things will be well. Amen? So... He will take sickness away from the midst of us. Tell us what he says is going on. So, as I understand, this is my grandson, by the way, Patrick. And I'm blessed to have him in my life. I just want you to know that. Since he was very young, his vocal cords are getting in the way of his breathing. And it's got a narrow passage that the doctors have diagnosed. They wanted to stick a tracheotomy into him and and let him breathe through this part of his body. But he's made the decision to not let the doctors do that right now. And we're believing that the mighty physician is going to put an end to all of this diagnosis today. Yes, you do. church, let them anoint with oil and pray a prayer of faith. I see a lot of faith here tonight. Amen? And so he's weeping right now. He's crying. But uh, I know God's about to heal him. So would you stretch your hand over here and uh, the great creator will create something new tonight. His name will be glorified. Amen? God's ready to heal. Jesus, 
and I commend everything that is wrong right now as I lay my hands on him and commend everything to be healed in Jesus' name. The doctors will confirm it in the name of Jesus. We believe what you have spoken to us, our God, that we lay our hands on the sick and the sick will recover. He is able to do all that he should do because he is fully healed right now. And Father, I want to thank you for healing him right now. The constriction is being opened right now by the power of the name of Jesus. The opening is bigger right now in Jesus' name. I commend that in Jesus' name. You will breathe rightly right now in the name of Jesus. You can follow. It's opening in Jesus' name. I really believe God's doing that right now. It's opening. Take a deep breath. Take a deep breath. I can feel that too. God's healing you right now. God's healing you right now. God's healing you right now. In the name of Jesus. To you, Lord, be all the glory. There is nothing that's impossible with you. He is being healed right now. Thank you, Jesus. I want you to swallow. Swallow. Come on. Come on. Come on. Do it. Come on. Do it. In Jesus' name. How do you feel? If you swallow one, okay, it's laughing. <laughs> you can swallow. Take it. Can you give him some water to swallow? Please. You know, for us, we want to see it happen in a long time. For God, it's one second. It's done. Amen. But we have to say, drink some. Drink some. Okay. You can drink well? Okay. Hallelujah. You feel better? You want to drink some more? He still needs to drink some more. Give him some water. (laughs) God is good. He's drinking a lot. Can you feel anything going there? He's going now well? Yeah. I feel the same thing when I start feeling the heat over my body. I know something is going on. Uh, God helps me with that. (laughs) I feel he's doing something. Okay, thank you, Lord. Anybody needs healing tonight? Any other person? No? Uh oh. You need healing? Come on now, come on down. How many want to speak in tongues? If you want to speak in tongues, come over here. It's your turn. Come up. He wants to speak in tongues. He's going to speak tonight. It's easy. Anybody? Yes, John? Are you coming? Anybody else? Not yet. 
if if you don't if you don't have if you don't come up tonight on Sunday that's where God's leading me I'll come personally to pick you up from the congregation and drag you down okay you can do that um, he he's he's gonna help you I know I don't know what church you attend I think maybe you attend come okay whatever God leads you okay but he's he can talk to you a lot about relationships no he they need relationship help too I need you to work with that in my couple yes and uh, so they will you help no no not right we'll pray for them now yes okay good yeah they're gonna receive the Holy Spirit now God this is a good Wednesday night see man Okay. Mm. Can I just quote some scriptures to you? Just for you to understand. Um, in uh, John 7, 37, Jesus says, He who believes in me, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. It says that John explained to us what he was saying. He says, This he spoke concerning the Holy Spirit that those who believe in him should receive. But they didn't have the Holy Spirit then because Jesus had not been glorified. Now Jesus is being glorified. He who believes in me out of his belly will flow rivers of his automatic. Very automatic. All you have to do is want it. Uh, once we pray. Uh, you will kind of, maybe in your head, you will hear, you may hear some sounds or something just like you've heard. The thing to do is give it voice by faith. It's like what Jesus said, uh, the Bible tells us Peter was in the boat. And uh, Jesus, he said, Jesus was walking on water. And um, Peter says, can I come? And Jesus said, come. And he immediately stepped out of the boat. It was solid. Now, let me tell you something. God spoke to me years ago about this. You do the speaking. He will give the word. If you don't speak, nothing comes out. But you have to speak. That's the faith. You have to speak out strong. But God said something to me years ago. Not not even the first sound you make will be from you. It's straight from the Holy Spirit. It's like Peter, when he stepped out of the boat... He didn't sink some. If he did sink some, he gets right back in the boat because his mind says, he's not going to hold my weight. He says, that split second, not split second, God takes over immediately. But the thing is, you have to use by faith. That's, um, because I haven't had time to instruct you, I need to talk to you about that. So after we've prayed, I start speaking in tongues. God told me years ago, tell them to join you. And if they join, it's over. It's that easy. Because I know you are believers. So you already qualify. Uh, Luke 11 verse 13 says, If you earthly fathers know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? You are his children. He is your heavenly father. All you do need to do is ask. And after we ask, we thank him that we have received. And then after I start speaking in tongues, you can. Instantly. 
Don't ask how it sounds, but again, be as children. Mm-hmm. Don't matter how it sounds, okay? Are you everyone with me here tonight? Okay. I, I love you guys because you have good faith. So this is going to put you in the stratosphere for God. Watch out, Satan. <laughs> These guys are coming. So let's ask the Lord, okay? I'm going to say the words and you'll repeat with me. Do you want to receive two? Hmm? So when we start speaking in tongues, you join us, okay? Don't matter how it sounds. It can be baby talk when you start, but it's going to get better. Amen? Yeah. Say with me. Heavenly Father, thank you for saving my soul. I am your child. Your word says, he who believes and asks receives the Holy Spirit. Tonight, my Heavenly Father, I ask you to baptize me with the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, for baptizing me now with the Holy Spirit. Lord, Holy Spirit, now speak through me as I step out in faith. Give me the words. I'll speak them faithfully in Jesus' name. Amen. Ba 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 